everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened. It's been a uh, fun week of news and we've got a whole doc here ready to go for you. So before we get started, I just want to remind everybody to get over to Locals. Go to supportaga.com, join our Locals community. And uh, over there, we're posting not just stuff from the episodes and stuff that we talk about on the show, but all the other news articles and things that pop pop up that we're sending back and forth throughout the week that we just don't have time to get to on the show. So if you kind of want to stay in touch with everything we're discussing and all the news that we're sorting through, head over to supportaga.com. It'll take you to our locals community. And there um, you can become a, a supporter. And that way you can comment back and forth on the content. You can send us messages. We can interact. Um, it's just five bucks minimum a month, which, you know, like we always say, that's about a cup of coffee for, for the whole month. So get on over to locals, uh, help us out and uh, just join our community. Other than that, head over to aga.network, watch everything that we have on AGA TV. It'll never be censored there. And you don't have to worry about our YouTube safe episode that we, <laughs> we have to post now. Um, but, you know, follow us there, follow us on Rumble. We're still on Facebook for now. Uh, getter is that everything I feel like we we're getting out into a bunch of different social I think that's everything okay cool all right well, well let's dive into the show today i'm josh as usual back with rob and nate um how are you guys doing today good but man there is a lot to talk about it's a ton i know a and ton. it's like we have to cut half of the stuff out so yeah <laughs> join us on locals and if you want to be an insider you can text aga to 330-619-4497 that gets you into our texting string where we can text updates and things like that. Yep. Okay. So right off the top of the show here, we've got a little breaking news out of yesterday on February 7th, the U S department of Homeland security issued a brand new national terrorism advisory bulletin. Um, we have kind of come to just naturally discard these, uh, because they're kind of garbage. Normally, yeah. yeah. This one's sort of red flags go up. This one, red flags go up not because we're actually, um, as a nation, in danger of anything happening right. to us. It's more of what sort of, what do I want to say? Like, what sort of ground rules the government's putting in place here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't about a, a threat to our national security from outside forces. It's a threat to them from the people saying enough. Right. Yeah, like we're seeing in Canada. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, I guess I'll just read a little bit of, of this. The one part that was interesting, it says that we are in a uh, heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis, dis, and mal information, MDM. So that's... Uh, Interesting. So this national threat is all about misinformation. Well, who determines if it's mis, dis, or mal? Uh, the uh, the experts. Yeah. You know, those wonderful experts that we've all come <laughs> to trust so much here in yeah. the last two years. Exactly. Yeah. So this threat is because they've got some people in a room somewhere saying that, that it is a threat. It must be a threat. Right. So key factors contributing, we're not, I mean, it's a two page document. I'm just gonna go through a little bit here. The, the part that really stuck out was right up front though, was the proliferation of false or misleading narratives, which now, or which so discord or undermine public trust in US government institutions. For example, there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding 
unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19. Okay. So we can't question, sorry to interrupt you, but like, so we can't question the results of an election. Yep. Past or future. Right. Or you're a terrorist. Mm -hmm. And you can't say anything that would undermine the public trust of the government, which has no public trust of the government. (laughs) Right. And, and the whole point of the constitution, well, not the whole point, but like a, a very strong factor in there was you need to be able to question and hold in check your government because you're that's the whole point of the document to keep the government at bay yes yes but we can't talk about it anywhere because now we're terrorists apparently yep this comes out right as the uh talks get stronger of the convoy headed to dc though right they're in detroit i saw that this morning like they're on the border of detroit like miles of them ready to come to dc so it's interesting that on the 7th of February, yeah. they had to whip this up real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The timing exactly. is very convenient. I mean, could it just be a coincidence that they put out this new terrorism advisory? Well, the rape? line here that sticks out to me is mass casualty attacks and other acts of targeted violence conducted by lone offenders and small groups acting in furtherance of ideological beliefs and or personal grievances pose an ongoing threat to the nation. <laughs> Again, we see that small groups that small minority they love to say mm, the fringe it, yep. it yeah and I, it just gets me that if you have an opinion that doesn't match theirs you're labeled a terrorist yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. That's, that's exactly what they're doing yeah 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 and they're setting it up for um when people question anything anything you need to get the fifth booster yep <laughs> um if you say that that's not correct you're you're saying there's mistrust in Fauci and the government. And so now you're a terrorist. Yeah. Just think about what Justin Trudeau's first, the first thing out of his mouth, whenever he came out of his little hiding place, wherever it is to, to address Canada. You think he's with Biden? <laughs> in the bunker. Yeah. They're in the bunker together. <laughs> but he, you know, he came out and one of the first things he said was something about this whole group of, you know, racists. It was like, mm-hmm wait what they're they're protesting your authoritarian measures restricting right. every aspect of their life it has nothing to do with race but mm-hmm. that's the first thing that gets thrown out that and terrorism yeah so not only are they militarizing social networks and video networks mm-hmm. they're they're militarizing them to censor joe good old joe um taking the heat for a lot of people but not only are they censoring and and militarizing those institutions now because i i think what they're finding out is that the platforms will go under because people don't give a crap about what platform they just want to hear joe and so if you're going to pull your you know the obama said they're going to pull their podcast who listens to that anyway but (laughs) but the the obama said they're going to pull their podcast from the from spotify and there was like no uproar. Like people were like, Joe, go wherever you gotta go because yeah. we wanna hear you. I think that they, they've they realized that people would rather follow Joe to rumble or wherever he's gonna go. Maybe he'll cave and do whatever, but they would rather follow and let Spotify go under. And then who does, who does the government control in the podcasting mm-hmm. space? Right now they control Spotify, but if, if, the, if the mass of people would just say, uh, 
screw Spotify, we're going somewhere else, then they have no control over that other platform. And I think that that the premise of this is we don't have enough control of the social networks at this point. So we're going to deem everybody that we can't control in the social networks a threat of terrorism to the U.S. government. Yeah, it's about right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, I, I heard that Rumble offered. A hundred million. Yep. To Joe Rogan. So that you're, you're absolutely right. I think that um, people don't go to people don't go to Spotify because it's Spotify. They go to Spotify because that's where Joe Rogan is. Yep. Right. So if Joe Rogan leaves, they will go to wherever that is. Yep. And so we're seeing the separation of platforms, uh, the free platforms that are allowing mm -hmm. free speech. But this also goes to, well, what about those platforms that are allowing free speech? Are they terrorist organizations? According I, to this, it could I be. Would imagine so. According to them, yeah. According to them, those those organizations that, that allow people for the right of free speech would be terrorist organizations. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at the blaze, that's all they cover. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. So. so I don't know. I think this is just the beginning of, of what they're going to do. I find it interesting that it goes from February 7th to June 7th. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't understand the... Did you have a, a thought on that? or well, it covers the primaries. I was going to say oh. election. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It covers the primaries. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> they thought this through. Yeah, they did. I think they probably only last for six months or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. But the duration may be limited of what they're allowed to put out there. But I think it's very interesting and probably not coincidental that it covers the primaries. Mm. And the convoy. And the convoy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, here's a little bit of... I, this isn't exactly breaking news, but it, I think it's breaking news that it's being talked about on a uh, mainstream media source like Fox News. Um, life insurance companies are reporting a 40% increase in deaths at the end of 2021. So before we dive into this, let's just look at what, uh, what they said on Tucker last night. So here's a shocking story. Look, you should care no matter what side you're on above all about how Americans are doing. And one of the main measures of how they're doing is how long they live. If you're dying younger, there's a problem. And a lot of them are dying younger. This fact comes to us from the life insurance companies, which keep close track of that. And notice this according to their data. According to Scott Davidson, the CEO of One American Insurance, reported deaths in the age range of 18 to 64, those are the working years, were up 40% in the third quarter of last year compared to pre-pandemic and pre-vaccine totals. Davidson said, quote, we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. 40% is just unheard of. And again, these are the guys who do this for a living and they're shocked. So the question, what's causing this? So he went on and had a, a long discussion with Charlie Kirk, who's the CEO of um, Turning Point USA. Mm -hmm. uh, this was actually an article that uh, Charlie Kirk published that he did, I, I guess he did the research on it and everything. Um, so if you wanna see that full segment from Tucker's show, it's on our uh, Locals account. So head over there, yeah. check it out. But I mean, so, so Yeah, so the actuarial tables, of insurance companies are now all screwed up 
because uh, because they would look at those and judge what your premium should be. So mm-hmm. any of you that are looking to get into life insurance, um, this last quarter of last year is probably not the best uh, indicator of what your rates will look like. But um, so the law of large numbers is how they do actuarial tables for insurance, not to go deep, but like they judge how they're going to write a policy by the law of large numbers, which means if there's 500,000 people in their pool, they can spread out the risk. So they can actually pretty much determine how many people are gonna die in a certain amount of time out of this block of people. That's how they judge your your price of your policy. For 40% increase is astronomical. Like that completely blows all the tables, all the calculations, out of the water like there's nothing that i i mean i guess a world war would do something like that but like i it's it's amazing i don't know how these insurance companies are going to be able to last unless they put a rider on your policy that says if you die from covid that's not acceptable hmm do your rates go up if you're vaccinated well they should now it's like it's like a smoker, right? <laughs> Smokers don't even have that much of an increase in death. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very, very, very telling statistic. 40%. Yeah. So I was just looking at some of the other, the interesting numbers in this article. Um, let's see, the, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, there's only about 22,000 actuaries in the country. Uh, and they make on average 123,000 per year. So what it says is they are rare and they are well paid. So, so precise are their calculations that, um, well, the writer or whoever he's talking to here says, dad used to tell him as a boy, those folks know when you're going to get sick before you do. It's the truth. Yeah. They study the numbers. They have these tables that they, that they put together and they know that out of this pool of people, a hundred people are going to die in the next 90 days. Like it's a, they, they know it to that effect. If they didn't, every insurance company would be bankrupt because they, they have to, they have to justify the risk, right? Yeah. They, they have to say, if 50% of our people die, we're out of business. Um, so we need to judge where, when they're going to die and how they're going to die and what that's going to look like. And this number being 40% increase completely messes with all that. So really it does put the financial stability of an insurance company in question. Yeah, I because that's how they make their money is by being as accurate right. as possible. Yep. And they are obviously good at it because they continue to, you know, exist. Right. Uh, but this is coming from Scott Davidson, the uh, CEO of One America Insurance. Um, he said, just to give you an idea of how bad this is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year catastrophe would be a 10% increase over pre-pandemic. So 40% is just unheard of. That is mind blowing. Yeah, this is interesting because it says New Hampshire has no increase in mortality rate. Tennessee with a 61% increase. Oh my, really? Yeah, right above what you read about the about what he said it says new hampshire had no increase tennessee 61 percent wow Hmm. that's crazy so it does bring up the question whether um whether insurance companies are going to start 
either charging you more for being unvaxxed or vaxxed. Yeah. And whether they'll actually honor your policy if you died of a, of, you know, maybe it'll be something on their policy that says, if you, if you die of COVID, we won't pay out your policy hmm. whether, or die of a COVID related issue. <laughs> yeah. That, that'd be interesting to see. Um, I guess keep your eye on the, uh, what the insurance companies are doing, because if they're starting to move toward a, a higher premium, if you are vaccinated, then you, I mean, I'm just saying like that tells you all you need to know. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I was just kind of spitballing some of the things that could have also contributed to like this increase in, in death. There was a lot of, you know, anxiety and depression throughout the lockdowns throughout the pandemic. So, I mean, I know suicide rates increased. A lot of people had ailments that were not detected because hospitals were shut down. Doctor's offices were shut down. People just didn't go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, people just stayed at home and said, I, I don't really even want to go to the doctor. I'll just deal with what I'm dealing with. And, and that could have led to something bad ailments resulting from uh, non-elective surgeries being shut down, which I never understood that. I, yeah. I mean, people, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think a lot of people ended up with you know, advanced stages of things that weren't advanced when they started, right? Is that what you're trying to that's say? That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. They got advanced stages of illnesses because the, the hospital shut down. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the the left would say and the liberals would say that that's because this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed and so we had to do that. So it's really the unvaxxed fault. But anyway, I think it's the opposite. If it, if If this was really COVID numbers, like actual COVID infection deaths, not car accidents deemed as COVID, right? but actual COVID deaths. Wouldn't that 40% have hit early on in the pandemic? Oh yeah, you it would have hit in 2020. Right. When there was no protection, we didn't know anything about it. Right, so why is it creeping up? This is my question. Why is it creeping up in Q3 of 2021 after we've had sure. vaccines for yep. nine months? Yep. Yeah, that's a very good question you pose there, Rob. <laughs> I just, I, if it was really COVID, it would have been done a year ago. Mm -hmm. It would have been escalated a year ago. Well, and you know, whatever the answers are, there might be some more answers in this, in this next discussion we're about to have. We got <laughs> uh, more video now from the uh, COVID second opinion hearing by Senator Ron Johnson with the uh, panel of doctors and uh, medical professionals. So the first one speaking here is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, but there is a disease category upon which the FDA, the CDC, and all stakeholders agree that the vaccines cause, and that's myocarditis or heart inflammation. One, and, and there are now fatal cases of myocarditis uh, 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 published by Washington University in St. Louis, by Verma, and by Choi from South Korea. More fatal cases accrue. There is uh, the father of a boy here in this room who's died of myocarditis. One death is too many. One. One. We have 21,000 cases of myocarditis and climbing in the United States that the CDC has verified. One was too many. Under no circumstances, under any circumstances, should a young person ever receive one of these vaccines, let alone ever be pressured to receive a vaccine, let alone ever be mandated to take a vaccine. This is crystal clear. The FDA agrees. Yeah, that video is not gonna be on YouTube. No, 
<laughs> oh, that I, this is the thing. It is a complete blackout of all the truth. Yeah, I mean, he would be in that video, and under the first story of today, he would be a terrorist, a terrorist according to the federal government. Yeah, yeah, for saying that because he's discrediting the the U.S. government. But they're documented cases, documented deaths because of adverse effects of the mRNA vaccines, multiple doses of them. He, he is a doctor who is highly regarded as one of the best, most published doctors in the history of our country. Mm -hmm. And you can't play that on YouTube. We would get banned. Yeah. That is insane. And the thing is, so, and we're supposed to trust the experts, right? But it's not the actual experts. Like he's an expert. Yeah. It's who they do. It's the experts who are following along with the narrative. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, chilling video. It is. Yeah. You hear, the, you hear okay. the passion in his voice. Have you guys seen this next one? I know I haven't, I didn't show you this before the show. So this uh, same, same hearing, another clip, Dr. Christina Park. She's a, she has a PhD in cellular and molecular science. Sounds like somebody yeah. I want to listen to. Uh, she has had a ton of her videos removed from YouTube, hmm. which means, uh, somebody you probably ought to listen to people have said this are mrna vaccines mrna only always goes to protein and we can't do anything first we know that people have re reverse transcriptase yes it can make dna yes it can go back into the dna but there's something else about rna rna can make little hairpin loops rna can regulate your dna so when you put an mrna vaccine or rna into your body it can get in and it can be alternately spliced it can bind to your dna and it can regulate it for positive or for negative it can change your gene expression and there's stuff in there that can do that either intentionally or unintentionally and we don't know it's completely unethical because we are just beginning to understand mr rna silencing where these rna molecules regulate our dna so that makes it completely unethical to use this technology well <laughs> like i don't what do you to say like step on any toes of anybody that may be vaccinated listening but that would scare me to death yeah it makes loops and it can be regulating your dna whether intentionally or unintentionally yeah i it really I, i'm just shocked yeah i'm glad that you keep some clips from us because that was a jaw dropper right there <laughs> that it's crazy but yeah if it would make it would make you definitely consider it, what's in your body it just yeah. goes back to the whole idea of think about where we are right now in society in the world and we're having an unproven first time ever widely spread use type of vaccine it's not a vaccine it's technically it is not a vaccine it's a drug it's, a, it's you know whatever <laughs> terminology <language>. terrorist <laughs> terrorist yeah <laughs> but not only are we giving this to the public at large we're forcing it on them it's unbelievable. I never thought I'd see anything like this. Not in the United States, especially, yeah. you know? I mean, to the point yeah. where these people are literally kicked off of all mainstream media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the reason why I believe it's in the United States is because it started here. True. What do you mean by it? <laughs> the, oh, oh. The, the pandemic, the <laughs> yeah, pandemic, okay. and... Yeah. And the solution for the pandemic were all created by U.S. scientists in a lab in China. True. We know that. Of course, now we really can't play this video on YouTube. <laughs> but we know that. It's been proven. Yeah. Documents show the signatures. We've seen them with our own eyes. We, 
you know, we've, we know that that's what happened. So the reason why it was, it's in America is because it started here and it was created by us and it was created to, um, to control the populace. And it's an experiment. I mean, when, when you take the MRNA technology, you are engaging in a medical experiment, just like you go take the, you know, I I've had some people that I know that have had very advanced stages of cancer and they take the experimental drug and you have to sign off that you aren't going to, you know, you aren't mm -hmm. going to sue if, if you take this, whatever it is, um, you know, kryptonite, whatever it is, when, when you take it, you have to sign off saying, I know that this is an experiment and I know that it can harm and kill me, but that's what this is. And so when you take that, when you take that vaccine or they call it a vaccine, when you take the shot, it's a chemical trial and they're just looking at the outcomes. I mean, it, no more, no more stressful situation than someone sitting in a lab and looking at rats dying because they tried out that they're doing a medical test, you know, they're doing an experiment on a new drug and they watch 50% of the animals die and, oh man, we got to change what we're doing to make it work. But that's probably, I guess I'm sort of soft hearted and that would freak me out. Like yeah. to sit there and watch them croak. But think about it. There are doctors that created this, that created the MRNA technology there are doctors who are watching 40% increase in deaths of 18 to 65 year olds in the country. Yep. And they obviously have no internal fortitude or heart to stand up and stop it, except for a couple that we see and they're being silenced. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking when I was watching that video. Would you rather have that guy as your CD, head of the CDC or Fauci? <laughs> I mean, that guy yeah. has a heart. Yeah. So I'm crying. He was over one. Yeah, one was too many, and he sheds a tear. That's the guy I want leading. Fauci's you know. like two hundred thousand. Uh, eh. Shut up and do what I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, well, and like you said, uh, one of the creators of the mRNA technology is Dr. Robert Malone, and he has been, like you just said, completely silenced. Yeah, because he, but he because there. he's coming out saying one of those people that are this is being tested on died, and that's too many just like Dr. McCullough, one person is too many, but we've got governmental people who are like, ah, well, it doesn't matter. We're, we've got to figure out whether this works or not. This is why they fast tracked it past the trials in animals. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So you fast track of a shot, whatever, a chemical past animal trials, which it's failed 100% of the time. And then you take it directly to the human you, you start injecting humans, whatever the rate was that it wasn't animals that, that they all died the last time, the only, the, the test of animals couldn't have been 300 million people. Mm -mm. It was probably, what, I don't know how many, I'm not even going to say, but it was a lower number of animals in all the previous trials of MRNA technology died. hundred percent of them died. Now you're doing it on the human population and we're seeing an increase of 40% in one quarter in America, 16 or 18 to 65 year olds. It just proves the fact that there is something wrong and no one wants to allow that to be said in the public, you will be labeled a terrorist. Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, as soon as they came out and said that these uh, vaccine manufacturers had immunity, 
And the government has and the government immunity. had immunity that if anything happened to you after taking this, you couldn't sue anybody for it. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not doing the it. Funny thing, based on that. The funny thing is that's exactly what they do in a clinical trial. Mm-hmm. You can't right. sue the drug that's manufacturer. Yeah, you yeah. can't sue the drug manufacturer because you're signing up to say, I may get a third ear on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you you may get something that you didn't expect and so you can't sue because of it. Yeah. Well, it's not just us or, you know, Dr. McCullough, these other people that are being silenced that are saying, hey, you know, myocarditis is kind of a big deal. Um, it is an adverse effect of these vaccines. It's provable. Uh, the CDC is now admitting it. But I don't think the CDC is getting banned on YouTube. I, I, I didn't check. But I would probably guess not. <laughs> we say it banned. CDC says it. That's okay. Um, well, it's like Joe pointed out last week. Everything that was said to be a conspiracy theory at the beginning of the pandemic of cloth masks don't work. Mm-hmm. If you said that, then you were in horrible trouble. You were banned from being on social media. And then the CDC comes out and says, you know, Mm-hmm. the same exact thing a year later and it's no longer a conspiracy theory it's common thought so now the cdc is saying myocarditis is happening yeah so basically if you're watching this you you have a pretty strong conviction i'm sure as to what the truth is with a lot of different things just stick to it wait about six months nine months and then the cdc will agree with you um <laughs> just write it out yeah Write it out. Your them, gut is probably right. Yeah, let them call you whatever names they want to call you, whatever. If you're like me, you've been called way worse and it doesn't matter. So who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, so now the CDC is recommending longer wait times between doses of the mRNA drug, which they call a vaccine. Data show, quote, data show that among many age groups, particularly young males who have received the vaccines, there has been a higher than expected rate of heart inflammation. Yeah. So, so here's here's my question. We've known this. Yeah, I was say, we know. We know because we saw soccer players keeling mm-hmm. over eight months ago. <laughs> right. So, right. so we knew that this was a problem. My so so that they label those people that would say this a terrorist. My thing is, aren't the people that are still propagating mandates and saying forcing students and forcing people? They're the terrorists. Yep. They're the terrorists. I mean, not the people that are talking out. I mean, seriously, if you're willing to stand there and say, you take this, even though we know it's probably going to give you a heart problem, you're killing that person. Mm -hmm. That's why it's it's crazy. There are still vaccine mandates for jobs out there. Like in the healthcare field, I don't understand it, especially with, I mean, the information that's out now that they tried to hold back so, so much, but now it's out. Yeah. And they're still going and pushing forward with this stuff. And, right. and putting lives at risk every single day. And literally COVID is, I wouldn't say gone, but we're going to live with it the rest of our lives, but it's going to be like the flu. It's been back to normal life for a year now. Like where we're I at. remember when we were in Florida, it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. there was not a question. Yeah. But then you go to other places. Shouldn't those people be held accountable? They should be. That's the thing is nobody is being held accountable. I know. And the people that need to be held accountable are the ones calling everybody else names and restricting, you know, speech. And yep. I, this is a huge con job. Yeah. 
I just the biggest, ran over. Biggest con. I just ran over to YouTube just for fun. They still have their COVID nineteen pediatric vaccines featured section. Oh, good on the front page. Good. You know, trying to after they just came out and said that it causes heart problems and. But go get little Timmy vaccinated. <laughs> now they're going to do it right out of the womb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I got some uh, YouTube vaccine stuff to show you guys here in a little bit. But mm. moving on here with this uh, the Epoch Times uh, or Epic Times article, said data from Canada and England, which have both extended the interval, suggest an extended time period between the first and second doses increased vaccine effectiveness and lowered rates of myocarditis and pericarditis two forms of heart inflammation that have cropped up following mRNA vaccinations. So they think if they extend the amount of time between your booster shots, you'll probably be better off. Maybe well, less never. chance of getting myocarditis. Uh, maybe you'll have more effect. Basically, when it says that it's going to, an extended time period will increase effectiveness of the vaccines, they're admitting it's not effective right now. Yeah, but it is but effective. You can't say that. But, but it is effective. At giving people myocarditis and pericarditis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's effective at doing that. We know that. It may not be effective at stopping COVID because COVID is, you know, yeah. until they drop another drop another uh, variant. But right now, it's it's pretty calm. The, so my, my question is this. If we know that it causes myocarditis and pericarditis in y- young males is what the study has shown, that that's, they're the highest at risk, it has to be doing something in others. Mm-hmm. that may not be detected yet right so instead of delaying and keeping the vaccine a viable or keeping the shot a viable option why don't we just shut it all down and see what happens in the next six months yep just shut the whole program down and say let's see what happens if death rates from covid19 go through the roof well that's not any worse than where we are yep true yeah so sorry logic is no just, I, no we I saw know. the military numbers last yeah. week the military numbers are through the Infertility, roof mm-hmm. you know see they but i i truly believe they're not showing we we don't have a way to capture that in the general populace yeah you know that we see 400 percent increase in infertility or 300 whatever it was i think it was 300 yeah. 300 in infertility um we don't know out of the 330 million americans what that number is they know in the in the army because they're tracking them every month yeah what's true. going on in the U.S., there's people that haven't gone to the doctor in 16 years. Oh, yeah, man, you're right. Yeah. So the numbers are probably equal. Mm-hmm. I would say at worst, I would say not worst case. Worst case, it would be higher. But it, it is logical to think that the numbers would be equal yeah. in a larger number of people. Yeah. The same percentages. I would almost argue, too, that the numbers might I, I would predict them to be even worse because I feel like the large the large population of America, I don't think the military is an accurate representation because they are young, fit, healthy people. Yeah, and that's then not the, America. <laughs> exactly. And then you've got the whole population of America. You're right. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So I think the numbers, you got 300% increase in infertility in the army or in the military. It's probably worse in the general population. So I'm glad this is not going to be on YouTube, but doesn't that just go along the lines of population control it does but again that i mean boy are you picking off of youtube's <laughs> restriction i know we're list. not going on youtube so it doesn't matter <laughs> but i mean literally if if 300 percent yeah 300 percent increase in infertility in in our in military and let's say it's equal in the u.s mm-hmm. yeah we already don't have enough babies to keep our country alive anyway mm-hmm. 
So 300%? If I were a mad scientist, this is a pretty good plan. <laughs> yes, Bill. We yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So not to, not to harp on this anymore, but I just want to reiterate to everybody watching, listening, if, if you have gotten the vaccines, if you haven't, either way, just take this information into account. We're not yes. recommending what you do. No. We're just trying to give you information so you can make your own decision. But uh, Dr. Uh, Brenna Warshawski, she's mm -hmm. the uh, Public Health Agency of Canada, said, quote, the longer interval between shots resulted in lower myocarditis rates, whereas the shorter interval had higher myocarditis. So there's still myocarditis. So, so my question is, the longer you go without having your booster, the less likely you are to have myocarditis. Wouldn't the logic say just never get it? <laughs> just, yeah, just take it easy on those for a second. <laughs> I mean, that's but, not a recommendation. But what, what's interesting, I mean, though, in the quote is that, I mean, right there in the first sentence, or I mean, the shorter interval had, or the longer interval resulted in lower myocarditis rates, meaning there were still cases. Yes. It still happened. It was just less. So if it's happening at all, why are you doing it? Yeah, I would like to know the myocarditis rates in people that haven't had any. Oh, that'd be good to look up. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> like, okay, uh, 18 to 65-year-old myocarditis rates in the U.S. Well, go ahead. And you That's you pre-2019. Pre-2019. Pre I mean, yeah. well, 2020 even. Yeah, because, yeah. It, well, yeah, the, the vaccine, vaccine yeah. Uh, time frame. But, I mean, if, if it still gives you myocarditis, why stick it in your body? I don't know. It just boggles my mind boggles my mind right, that's something i definitely want to look up uh, i don't think that's a quick research no, on the computer no. here but because google would block it yeah, yeah. true <laughs> you aren't going to find that number easily probably have to go to a medical journal honestly to yeah. find it yeah you're not wrong you google that and you send up all red flags yeah okay well, <laughs> they're on to us <laughs> speaking of red flags there's red flags all over this west virginia bill oh yes let's that, go uh, we were reading about so west virginia state senator mark maynard introduced senate bill sb 578 this bill would make an employer responsible if an employee dies as a result from a covid 19 vaccine mandate in order to hold employment so now we're talking about putting legislation in place to hold employers accountable if their employees die from forced vaccination why why do we have to put that in place because it has to be a law i mean now couldn't you say if you forced anyone to take anything and it was forced on them mm -hmm. that you were complicit in their murder mm -hmm. if they die okay so the issue with this is is because no one i don't know of an attorney that would that would i mean there are probably that would take up that case without there being a law in here. But I'm really for this dude for, for this reason, because this bill goes and it'll be held up in the Supreme court because the constitution is pretty clear about your personal freedom. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's mandating that you inject yourself with something that eventually kills you, that's what this is all about. Then you would be held accountable for that as a complicit or whatever they call yeah. that. Okay. But knowing that SB 578 
if it would ever get to the Supreme Court would be upheld, then the government would be held liable for the murder of its own people. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, like, follow the trail. It, I, No, I see exactly what you're saying. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a lot more in-depth than what I was even thinking at first. I was just originally like, so you're telling me that there's a chance that I'm going to die from this, and that's why this has to be put into law. Right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Sorry, I well, went too deep. But we're not allowed to say that there's a chance that these kill you, but yet laws are being passed to try to protect people who die from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I get just, it. Just connect the dots here and, and realize that things are happening. I I mean, just let's take it out of COVID for a second. Yeah. An employer forces an employee to uh, drink an alcoholic beverage that leads to their death, forces them. Yeah. They're complicit. Yep. without having a law yeah okay so the only reason why we're doing it for covid is because covid is an animal that was created that has so much on the other side of it that is stopping the progression of it if anyway i won't go there <laughs> it, it, we all just, i i'll pose this question we all know that it's forced because they're telling you you're going to lose your job right is there a loophole in there though because you can't quit I'm just asking, right? I mean, yes, they're forcing you. No, because it's not a it's not a condition of hire, so they can't impose if, it on if, you. If when you get hired on now, it says if we force you to get it, then I could see what okay. you're saying. I see what you're saying. But but if they're just taking away your right your your ability to make money because you're not doing something, I don't think if it wasn't explicitly in your contract okay. that you could say that. Okay. But if they put it in the contract, we can mandate you to now, do anything. Don't go work there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Please don't. Yeah. Right. I know that was a big issue with a lot of people that are saying, hey, look, I've worked here for 25 years. This this is not a part of my employment right. here. And they would win every time yeah. in court. Yeah. They would win. Right. Okay. But if it is a, if it is in the contract, just don't go work there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know we've been hitting the... Uh, Man, we've been hitting the COVID vaccine stuff a lot today, uh, but it's all over the place. The thing is, yeah, the stuff that's coming out, it just obviously it's affecting everybody's lives. And uh, we just have a couple more things to touch on here. Just think about everything we've already discussed and the warnings that have been issued and the data that's been presented. And now the uh, now Pfizer's requesting to the uh, FDA for emergency use authorization to roll out COVID-19 vaccines for children now under the age of five so from birth on okay why why is it emergency release authorization why is it that when the i could understand the emergency release authorization in march of 2020 which is what the president at that time did uh and got all these things going this is february of 2022 <laughs> Yeah. You don't need emergency authorization to give three doses to kids under five years old. You don't need that. Mm -mm. No, no, let it play out. Yep. So Pfizer wants to make it a three dose regimen for kids under five, according to Pfizer chairman, chairman and chief executive officers. He said, as hospitalizations of children under five due to COVID-19 have soared, our mutual goal with the FDA, FDA is to prepare for future let me get my words right prepare for future variant surges and provide parents with an option to help protect their children from the virus 
He went on to say, we believe that three doses of the vaccine will be needed for children six months through four years of age to achieve high levels of protection against current and potential future variants. Okay, so we're going to stab them three times. <laughs> we really six, don't want them to ever reproduce. Six months <laughs> old. I, it's, this is this is conspiracy. It's almost like they want this mRNA in everyone. Oh, you think? <laughs> I know this is out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. I, I you go under the radar if you don't have it in. You don't light up like a Christmas tree at Walmart. Goodness. You, it, never mind. I'll yeah. stop. They're just. This is oh. like putting a pill in peanut butter and shoving it to your dog. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty this much. This is crazy. You're taking this whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting that the uh, Pfizer chairman and uh, CEO said that uh, hospitalizations of children under five from COVID-19 have soared, hmm. have soared. And I said, okay, let's go to the CDC's own website because they've got all the numbers that they're tracking, the graphs and everything. So if you guys are hard at seeing or need glasses or anything, you have to squint because it's kind of hard to see. Look at this graph. <laughs> okay. So one of those lines on there are these zero to four-year-olds. Do you see it? Can you see it? It's got to be at the bottom. It's way down there. Oh, it's you the, can't hardly see it. It's so, okay. It's the brown line that's hugging the axis down there. And just like everything else toward the end there, if you notice the two, the two big spikes in this graph are the winters yep. of 2021 and then this year, 2022. So obviously people get sick in the winter. It just happens. These are probably flu cases too. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. But then if you, if you look, then it's the five to 17 year olds. So the, the young kids, like the, the, the young kids and the teenagers that are really hugging that axis down there, hardly anything. And they're the ones that are getting the, the shot. And yep. So the, hospitalization soaring? No, they're not. Right. They're not. Go look at the data yourself. That's that is right there. That is no reason to be stabbing babies. No. With experimental. No. Unless you have an ulterior motive, other no. than COVID. Mm. Then I guess this is uh, right. Like Nate said, he was a mad scientist. This is perfect. Uh, all right is this the last one? Oh man know. it's been a lot of it's been a lot of covid this but. one is uh this one's kind of real sad a father lost custody of his three kids over his unvaccinated status in canada so from the story justice natalie godbow of the court of queen's uh, bench ruled that a new brunswick father would lose custody of his three children father is not vaccinated he said that he had done quite a bit of research didn't think it was safe didn't want to he just didn't want to get vaccinated his choice should be anyhow uh the ruling stated that as the parents who he's separated from his wife as the parents who are caring for the child the children 50 percent of the time in close quarters unmasked and unvaccinated they are well positioned to transmit the virus to the child should they contract it and the mother also wanted to vaccinate the three children the father obviously did not immediately after the ruling all three children received their first doses okay uh the attorney or the mother's attorney said this is what is best for the children and she also acknowledged that this is going to have an impact on the children but she said i have to do what's best for them me personally i think having 
the father in your life would be more important than dad getting vaccinated, but that's just me. They don't care about family. Not at all. It's about control. Yep. That's the easy answer to all that stuff. Yeah. It's, I put in here, I feel like we're living in not just two different worlds, but just multiple different worlds. Like it's crazy because we already know that, you know, the effectiveness of vaccines marginal at best, because we've, we showed the video of the Pfizer CEO who said two doses of the vaccine offer very little protection. If (laughs) any, right. (laughs) Yeah. If any. And that was the Pfizer CEO saying that. Yep. So why are we taking kids away from their parents who aren't taking the vaccine that offers very little protection that they're telling them they need to protect the kids with anyhow? It doesn't make any sense. But it's happening. It's happening. And uh, this is a case in Canada. Yeah. We already know that they're going toward the communist revolution as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a little further down the path than America. But it completely just makes you sick that this judge yeah i can't even i'll say something i should i probably <laughs> yeah it's it's well, hard it's heartbreaking now that this went through you got to wonder how many more yeah. situations this like isn't this. the this is just the main one that okay. that uh i read about there's there have been others that have, have happened there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not the only it's not an isolated incident yeah, and not receiving transplants and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I read an article. You can't get a liver now because you aren't vaccinated. Yep. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, I, I've heard stories. I, I saw stuff on. I mean, Tucker's shown he's had uh, uh, patients from Washington State on his show talking about. You know, I need a kidney. I, I was due to. I was on the list. I was next up or whatever. They got one, and then they told me. You know, your surgery was next week. We're canceling it because you're not vaccinated. So I have a question. If you're on the list and you need something, can you refuse it because it was vaccinated? I'm sure you can refuse it. I'm just asking. Like, I don't want someone who had blood clots in their liver because they got vaccinated to have that liver in me. I'm just asking. I, I'm not saying, I'm just asking if that would <laughs> well, be. No, some... and it's a, it's a valid question. These are all, These are things that are going to, we're going to be dealing with this situation, these situations for a long time. Oh, I, it's yeah. going to affect so many things that we're probably not even able to think about right now. I know it is whacked out. So are we done with, uh, are we done with COVID issues? And just a little bit. This is just <laughs> my last question is how are we supposed to know? How are you guys supposed to know all of this developing information when this information is just being removed left and right from YouTube and other spaces, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you're not allowed to talk about any of this stuff. So how are you supposed to know that myocarditis is running rampant through the vaccinated community? How are you supposed to know that there's a 40% increase in death in young people or in the working class age? You're not going to hear about it. No. And, and those who want to share it with you are going to be labeled as terrorists. Yeah. So I just thought this was interesting. So a couple months ago, we did a whole episode on the upcoming now past uh, speech suppression that YouTube was going to implement. Um, we, we brought up their website on the show. We read through a hundred or more things that you were not going to be allowed to say anymore on YouTube. And there was an entire page dedicated to the category of COVID-19 
vaccine misinformation. It was a tab on the side. Mm -hmm. It had, I mean, we scrolled through all the restrictions on things that you weren't allowed to say. Mm -hmm. So I went and I checked it this morning. That page no longer exists. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware. I was not. I was not either. Now, in its place, there's just a single page called vaccine misinformation, hmm. which restricts a lot of the same, it's the same speech, but now it's not geared toward just the COVID-19 vaccine. It's geared toward all vaccines. There's all a, vaccines. Wow. Let your mind, <laughs> let your mind go wild for a little yeah. For a minute. Yeah. Okay, so here's just a little bit of the uh, intro video that they have on that page. True or false? Telling your viewers that vaccines do not reduce risk of contracting illness can result in your channel receiving a strike or being terminated. The answer is true. Health authorities like the World Health Organization have given clear medical guidance on the safety, efficacy, and ingredients of approved vaccines. Content that contradicts this guidance and poses a serious risk of egregious harm by spreading medical misinformation is not allowed on YouTube and can result in a community guideline strike or other consequences for your channel. Well. So, I mean, I, whatever the World Health Organization says, I it's guess you gotta go with it, yep. Whatever they say, don't they even just, question it. They just set themselves up for who knows what in the future. Oh, yeah. Yep. So why the change? Uh, what kind of groundwork are they laying? Uh, do they want to get ahead of misinformation of future vaccine rollouts? I don't know. But either way, they're they're covering everything now, not just COVID-19. It's crazy. Get off of YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching us, you're not there. So good for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The Canadian Trucker Convoy. Let's talk about this. These wow. guys are having, man, it has been a roller coaster. Yeah, up there in Canada. But uh, we had that great interview last week uh, yeah. with somebody in Ottawa. And yep. uh, man, what a what a great thing. But whew, they're still going. Thank the Lord that somebody's standing for freedom. And uh, there's been some controversy this week. Yeah. So this is, I think this happened toward the end of last week, but we wanted to touch on it. This whole situation with GoFundMe. If you guys out there, anybody's using GoFundMe, I highly recommend getting away from it as fast as you can. That is a recommendation I will make um, because these people are apparently thieves. Uh, they can steal your money at any time. And uh, let's just kind of go through what happened here. So if you're not familiar, GoFundMe is an American company. They offer a for-profit crowdfunding platform that allows people to raise money for specific events or so they say, this could include life events such as celebrations, graduations, all the way to challenging circumstances. Like if you have an accident or an illness, you can raise money on here. Uh, another example is you can raise money to support causes you believe in, such as the Canadian Trucker Freedom Convoy, or so people thought. Last week, GoFundMe shut down the donation page, which had at the time raised over $10 million. And the convoy only ever received? One. One million. Yep. So I don't know if it's in, in the notes, but I did hear the, uh, I did hear what happened. And of course they were going to return all the money and then they decided not to do that. And then they said, well, we'll just give it all to charity, the charity that we choose. Mm -hmm. Now who in their right mind was sitting around a table, a conference <laughs> right. room table and literally said, oh, there's $9 million in this account let's give it to Black Lives Matter or right. whatever one they were going to choose. Um, like, that's thievery. That's it, theft. 
It absolutely is. And it was around the table that they were discussing this. This isn't something that was like, oh, Josh, that was a horrible idea. We're going to, we're not even going to talk about this. They actually produced and talked about it publicly. Yeah. And that was like, that was the original plan of attack was we're going to shut down this page. First of all, they, from pressure from the Canadian government. Of course. Okay. So now you got the government pressuring a private company that they have no, no bounds to do that. So GoFundMe shuts down the page and then takes the $10 million that was raised and says, we're going to give it to a charity that, you know, of our choosing. So technically they said, let me see if I can find it in here. Um, they were going to, they were going to let the freedom convoy organizers select a charity, but it had to be verified by GoFundMe. So essentially right. it was GoFundMe making the decision on where the money went. Right. Which is total bogus because if I'm somebody who donated to this fund for the truckers and all of a sudden they say, we're not giving your money to the truckers, we're going to give it to Black Lives Matter. Sorry. They just stole it. They stole it from me. Exactly. So there was some big backlash and now I'll kind of skip down here a little bit. Um, Ron DeSantis, so uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Oh, that and, guy. Uh, I know. And then there's two attorneys general right now, uh, West Virginia, Louisiana, have vowed to investigate GoFundMe for fraud. So immediately after this came out, GoFundMe said, all right, we're not going to donate the money. We'll give it back to the donors. Okay. So obviously they were like, Oop. they understand this was stealing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got called out on it, turned around and said, all right, we're not going to do that anymore, but they're still going to get investigated now. Well, they should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So GoFundMe, Tim Cadigan, is that his name? I think yeah has since locked See, down his Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> He's running. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Liberals can lock down their own Twitter account, but conservatives get it locked down for them. Yeah. <laughs> that is an interesting, uh, dynamic there. Does it pose the question if they've done this in the past? It does pose that question. I don't know if we have any proof, but we have no proof, but I mean, I'm sure they if have. that was Come your on. first instinct, mm hmm that's a little sketchy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's reasonable to question mm -hmm. because I mean. Because I mean, we're trusting and I'm not specifically talking about GoFundMe either. I mean, anybody we give our money to, we're trusting that it is going to that cause. Mm -hmm. You're right. But So what else is GoFundMe actually let go? <laughs> I, I, you're going to talk about it. <laughs> we just read down a few paragraphs. Uh, just they they've let go all different kinds of oh, oh, horrible things <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so i'm sorry i kind of got thrown off with my notes here and everything um elon musk actually came out and called out gofundme for their double standards um he called them the i think he called them professional thieves Woo. um GoFundMe said, uh, in support of its decision, we now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously peaceful demonstration has become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. Funny, all the videos I've seen, even news sources showed no violence, showed them picking up trash and dancing with the Canadian flag around their neck and shouting freedom. Yes, and we, all, we, we know how violent armed insurrections are, especially when none of the protesters have weapons. <laughs> Things get crazy. And every time they post on their social feed, which I watch, every time they post, they say, we are not a violent people. We're not going to fight. We're, right. we're just here to prove a point. And that's exactly what's happening. So this was very interesting that GoFundMe would cite that as the reason for taking down uh, the convoys 
donation page um, because in 2020, GoFundMe actually allowed and even promoted raising funds for the CHOP occupation occupation in Seattle, Washington, which CHOP was Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. So according to this Blaze article, far-left protesters seized six blocks of downtown Seattle in early June 2020 as protests and riots swept across the nation after George Floyd's death. Days after protesters took over that area, uh, the Seattle police chief then, Carmen Best, said that assaults, rapes, and other violent crimes were happening in the area, but officers were being prevented from responding. So Go, GoFundMe was totally cool with that. Totally cool. No big deal. You guys want to go and have an occupation in Seattle, you know, uh, assault people, rape people, violent crimes, whatever, shut down the city. No big deal. You can have your money. Yeah. Do, please. Pe- actually, we're going to promote it. People donate to this cause. Mm-hmm. Bunch of truckers in Canada want to go tell the government we're, we're ending these mandates and we're going to do it peacefully. They get shut down. So, hmm. so you can deduce from that that GoFundMe is more for rape, assault, and violent crime than they are for freedom. Well, uh, I'm not they saying they didn't it. pull down the page. They didn't pull down the yeah. page. So they're saying by their participation and letting that go that yeah. they believe in that and they don't believe in the other. Right. Correct. I mean, I, I would like, say now if they had not taken down the convoy page, it wouldn't be a big deal because it's just, hey, people can raise funds for whatever. That's just right. their platform. But, but they're taking that, a stand. Yeah. Once yep. you take a stand, that means everything you've already let happen, you're, you're cool with. They're mm-hmm. voting with their dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um this this GoFundMe thing. So I, I threw a little like a little great reset blurb in here just to kind of connect dots here. Um so this is kind of the future we can expect if we let the great reset happen. Uh public private partnerships between the government and private businesses means that this kind of stuff is gonna keep happening. We just said the government of Canada should never been able to put pressure on right. private business to, to make this happen. Just like the U.S. government, Jen Psaki, cannot stand at the podium and say Spotify needs to pull down content that we don't agree with. But she does. She can't, But constitutionally, <laughs> she cannot say I that. know, but who's holding them accountable? Nobody yet. Be- because all the voices that would hold them accountable are being censored. Yeah. Because she did uh, say that. Yeah, so... Uh, I just had a tweet here from the uh, Ottawa Ottawa City Police. Uh, we want to thank GoFundMe for listening to our concerns as a city and a police service. The decision to withhold funding for these unlawful demonstrations is an important step, and we call on all crowdfunding sites to follow. Well, good for you. Call on them all you want. <laughs> Hopefully, no one else is dumb enough to listen. Uh, all right. So, just uh, we've got some video clips from the convoy up in Canada. The uh, the police that are so grateful for GoFundMe taking down the page are now taking the fuel that has been donated to the truckers. So here the officers have come in and are starting to steal the fuel that the volunteers locally have been bringing in. It was their first attempt. Now our move. Told that we have till midnight to supply these families with fuel. It's been all over. Yeah, who told you that? Why would you guys try and starve out people fighting for their freedoms no, legally? Question. Who told you you had to There's been no evidence of violence here at all. Sir, who told you you had to I don't care. You guys are going to take our fuel? 
You're trying to get away from the point. Right now, you're starving families out. So, in fact, yes, they are taking fuel right away from people as they attempt to fuel their vehicles. So, I mean, a, a big thing is a lot of these truckers are sleeping in the, the cab in their yeah in their trucks. So, Perfect. Yes, but it's freezing cold. I mean, we know where we're at, you know, up in Canada. It's so cold up there right now, and they need the, the heat in the truck, obviously, to, right. to live, to stay warm, to not freeze. And now they're coming in and taking the fuel so they can't live. heat their trucks. Yeah. So who's the responsible if someone dies? I, I guess the protester who was who shouldn't have been there in the first place, according to them. Crazy. Isn't it? Crazy. Uh, I do want to say, I I do feel bad for the law enforcement in this situation because... They're in the middle. Yeah. So you have the government who is obviously super corrupt we we know that here there all around the square everybody's corrupt and then but they're making the police go do their dirty work mm-hmm. and you know police i just want to do my job yeah you know i'm protect the people protect the people i, I didn't yeah. sign up for this i because i i have heard reports and read some things that the police are being very polite to the people yeah you know they're just kind of doing what they've been ordered to do which but it'll take a stand by them yep It'll take a stand by the police to say we're not doing this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get to that point. Um, this is, uh, well, I'll just play the clip. Danny Wolford explains the uh, police are committing unlawful arrests at the protest. I'm Danny Wolford. I was a member of the RCMP for 15 years. The last eight was spent here on a full time tactical unit where I spent the majority of my time protecting our prime minister and conducting other tactical operations. I know what a lawful arrest looks like. We know of people being arrested for helping to fuel trucks. For what offense is still unclear. Please remain calm. This is a scare tactic to coerce people into submission. They don't have a legal leg to stand on. The world is watching and this reflects very poorly on the city of Ottawa and the police services. Remain peaceful. The only thing that you are required to say if you're arrested or detained is to identify yourself. Every Canadian citizen has the right to equal protection under the law. Hold the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. Very interesting that they are arresting people for bringing fuel to the truckers, trying to help them out. I'm not sure if they've been arrested for bringing them like food and water, but I thought I thought I saw something along those lines, but I could be wrong. So I don't want to say for sure. Well, what a way to, you know, cap off the whole show, showing that the government uh, overreach in many areas is just rampant yep yeah and i'm Uh, sure they expected this to happen i mean when you stand for freedom yeah this is this is the stuff we're facing today 
You mean the truckers as far as going and standing up? Yeah. They knew when they organized this, they were going to have to jump through some hurdles. So, you know, good advice from him. Hold the line. And uh, they don't have a legal leg to stand on. So, yeah. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers go to everybody in Canada that's, you know, fighting for freedom right now. Um, Everybody can go to, uh, I think it's Gifts and Go now. It said that they'll they'll host the uh, donation platform for the truckers, no problem, and they'll gladly give it to them. It's another crowdfunding funding source. So give, send, go. Give, send, go. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, man, I'll tell you what. It's just it's just kind of heavy because you know, like this is real. You know. Yeah. This isn't people talking about it. These are real families that are losing their income. Mm-hmm. They're you know losing freedom every single day. Yeah. And uh just yeah, it's not it's not good. Yep, but um we will continue to follow all these developments and, and like I said the the start of the show, go to our locals page, join our locals community. Um we'd really appreciate if you support us for, you know, the minimum is $5 a month. Support us that way, that'd be awesome. You can stay in touch with us. We are posting all of our our news like content that that we want to talk about we just don't have time to talk about all you know during the show so we're posting everything over there you can stay in touch we can comment back and forth we can chat we can have open discussions about these things it's really the only way that freedom of speech is going to continue is if we continue to participate in it where we're able to exactly and the more of us that participate together the stronger we're going to be so continue to follow us on locals support aga.com will take you there go to aga.network that'll take you to aga tv you can download the america's greatest awakening app everywhere phones smart tvs don't ever miss anything that we're putting out there um insiders rob you can text aga to 330-619-4497 and uh hold the line hold the line All right, everybody, we really appreciate you tuning in to another episode. We'll be back with you next week. Until then, stay awake.